This is episode 43 with Marty Vids. G'day legends and welcome to Your Life of Impact, where we connect with world-class athletes and coaches, health experts and enthusiasts, inspiring entrepreneurs and community leaders, all to teach you how to tap into your inner excellence. I'm your host, Brett Robbo, and I'm extremely grateful you're joining us today on your impactful journey. This episode is fantastic and one of those chats where I could have just kept diving deeper and deeper into each topic because I know Marty has so much knowledge and experience in these areas. Marty Vids is a successful businessman and business coach who has created and sold award-winning businesses and mentored others to leverage their companies to great heights. He's also a master trainer in NLP, so neuro-linguistic programming, and a podcaster with a great understanding of human behavior and a really interesting perspective on the world. I wanted to bring Marty onto the podcast as one of the inspiring entrepreneurs because of his relatability to us as a genuine legend, but with his depth of understanding in his chosen areas. The chapter of his life he's in right now is very interesting. He's just sold another one of his successful businesses and living he and his family's dream on the Sunshine Coast in Australia. And every time I speak to him, he's just so grateful and pinching himself for the life they're able to live. I love his family values and his holistic approach to life. So yes, we talk a bit about finance and business and learn some valuable tips here, but the crux of this chat is around his community and concept of the very interesting and powerful 4040 challenge, which I know you'll be intrigued about and interested in. And make sure you listen to the outro of this episode for your chance to get a golden ticket into Marty's first round of this awesome experience because he's kindly donating a place in the program to one of you lucky listeners and I'll explain in the outro how you can win this. Also, as a reminder, you can join my six-week interactive online program right now called Mental Skills Training to Become the Best Version of Yourself. So jump on to yourlifeofimpact.com forward slash coaching to get all the info there. In this chat today, you'll hear us discussing self-confidence, self-worth, mindsets, mentoring, goal-setting, accountability everything that you'll have access to and learn about in this in the program that I was just telling you about. So all that info is on the website at yourlifeofimpact.com forward slash coaching. I want to take a minute to read another iTunes review. As you know, the iTunes reviews help the podcast rank higher when people are searching for content, which allows more listeners to be exposed to the show. And the more listeners we have, the bigger the impact is that we're making through the inspiration and knowledge that is shared from the guests. So please do jump onto iTunes and give that rating and review. And for those who don't know exactly how to do it, you can also simply Google how do I rate and review a podcast? And Dr. Google is quite magic and has there's many step-by-step guides on there. So this review is from 
Burnsy 9. He's titled it Down to Earth Authentic Inspiration. He says, Loving this podcast. Brett's genuine and authentic in his message, and his guests share wisdom born of their real life experiences. The result is a highly practical podcast, not just hype and cliches. Brett and his guests explain in real terms how impact is achieved and sustained. Can't wait to hear more interviews. Well, thanks, Bernsey, you legend, for taking the time. It's greatly appreciated, and I'm actually really looking forward to delivering more interviews. And on that note, let's hear from another one of those genuine legends themselves. Marty Vids, you're a very successful businessman. You're a business coach, a neuro-linguistic programming coach. You're a mentor, a podcaster, and of course, a proud family man. But which of these hats that you wear in your professional realms are you most confident in? Oh, definitely the finance realm, Robbo. I, I think numbers to me always tell a story. And I've always been able to decipher things very quickly through numbers. Like even if it's a, you know, if it's a, a fitness thing, I'd, I'd work off the numbers of nutrition. You know, it wouldn't be the actual food. It would be the numbers of calories. But that's the same in finance. Uh, you know, I could save people $100,000 off their mortgage very simply. I know exactly what profit margins I need to attain. It's, um, I'm not sure where that, where that really comes from, but it's, it's just something that comes to me very naturally uh, as opposed to, say, um, like English studies back in school and things like that. It was just always the numbers seemed to be the thing for me, and finance is something that I am definitely confident in but I'm also confident in my connection to people as well. There seems to be, again, this inner innate ability to really connect to people and understand them on their level. And so I would definitely say the finance, Robbo, is where I, you know, where I feel most confident. How much of these skills overlap? So you mentioned there about obviously your deeper understanding of human behavior and business side of things and podcasting. How much of everything that you do now and have done, how much of it overlaps? I think all of it overlaps because we're we're really holistic beings at the end of the day. And I'll, I'll always challenge myself and, and challenge myself from different industries as well because I'll learn from not only the finance industry, I'll learn from people that are tradies, um, you know, people that are working for in sales in Bunnings. There's always great ideas that I can pick up. And the podcasting, even, I, you know, I ran a serviced office in the finance business. They all overlap through different experiences that I've had that I've been able to bring together into something that's been really functional and to the benefit of the client as the end game. So that's, um, I think that's my ability to be able to simplify all the complexities out there to really pinpoint what, what works and also how that benefits the client. And that, um, so very much holistic, holistic integration. You mentioned there about numbers and obviously business is a lot about numbers and, and quote unquote successful businesses would be rated against uh, numbers. But how much of, how important is it to you when you're working from a business coaching perspective to bring in the mindset element with business people? Yeah, well, that's, that's a, it's everything at the end of the day, because of the fact that 
the numbers will tell you the story and then you can quickly articulate what the mindset is to where the lack is, whether it's in the business or whether it's the action that the person's not taking because it's generally it's an action either they're in totally in the wrong direction or they're just holding back on. So for me that um, the mindset is really the ability to shift them into gear or take them out of the car they're in and move them into a into a more favourable car given where they want to travel. So that, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm massive on mindset because that was always something that I was wondering about is going, gee, why can I do that? And that person's just not making the call. That doesn't seem, given that I know they're going to get the result, but their fears sometimes can get in the way of of that result. So you have to manoeuvre them in a way that they want to be manoeuvred as opposed to the way you think they should be manoeuvred, which is is a game changer when you're mentoring people and even in business as well. Someone could be coming back hard at you on something that's failing, thinking that they're right, and first you have to understand why they think they're right, then you have to create an option that's a better option and a bridge in the middle. And that's sometimes the hard bit because sometimes people have their own opinions, but they don't build the bridge. And then there's not this middle ground of communication that's a safe place for people to get to a new solution. So that's something that I'm, I, I think I'm really good at. And I think that I can, I can quickly go, okay, I can sit in that person's shoes and understand where they're coming from, understand why they might be having a difficulty in a certain area, I might have a direct opinion, but given understanding where they're at, then build a bridge and build some perspective around that to show them. Sometimes it's not another option. Sometimes it's a 4% shift or a 3% shift, but I have to show them the reward of that shift up front and then trace it backwards to then be able to take the first step from that reward. So it's quite an intrinsic process, but it's uh, it's a lot deeper. I'm talking about it a lot deeper here than I would when I'm actually talking to the person because I'd be going, yeah, Barry, you know what? How's that working for you? And he goes, well, it's not, but I, I'm sure if I keep pushing ahead, it's going to work. And, and it would just be, have you considered, have you just considered, I, I can see where you're coming from. Can, have you just considered this? And it's just on a slight tangent and if I can get them to see that slight tangent and get them moving and shifting in another direction, then I know I've got somewhere to go. If I can't manoeuvre them and they're basically locked in on their idea, then sometimes you just can't crack the egg in order to – because some people at the end of the day just want sweeter dreams and be told, you know what, you'll find your own way and that's it, and they're not going to move. But that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for movement and I'm looking for – pinpoint accuracy as to where they want to go and how we can shift them towards that. Hopefully that makes some sense to you. <laughs> Absolutely. That's coaching at its best where you know things in depth and you know how deep you can go. But like you said before, what you're really good at is simplifying it, understanding what those behavioral elements are and what movement you need and how to create the shift, but also understanding not to go too deep with the people you're working with uh, to, to actually get that movement happening. But how did you get to that point where you do, where you do know it so well, so much depth? 
I think it's it's firstly understanding yourself and your own limitations and knowing that you want to be right a lot of the times when you're in your 20s and your teens and <laughs> and and knowing the mentors that have mentored you that have said things like I think you're ready to listen now. I think you're <laughs> ready to listen, Marty. <laughs> and knowing that that at first the the best the best advice you get always cuts you in half and you know sometimes when you're when you're in your 20s you want to throttle someone because they they sort of taking you out of your own comfort zones and then you know two days later that they've they've hit the mark and uh, so I know that people are doing as well as they can do with what they know but sometimes they need to know more and it's just managing that and I think it comes from understanding myself and also having an understanding that that they are doing the best they can with what their experience of life is and instead of saying that that's wrong I just need to give them just to give them some alternatives to explore and hopefully at the end they still think it's them that's made the decision well I hope it would be because I want to instill that confidence that they're the ones all I'm doing is guiding that process but when I know exactly what they want that's that's very easy. So I think there's that. I think a lot of it comes from my training in NLP and also just chess as well. Chess in being able to think about, you know, think about the game three to five moves ahead, but also trying to think about what that person's thinking as well, your competitor at that point, because they're trying to think five moves ahead as well. So it's 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 an interesting tangent that you're looking to dance within those moves and if you can dance well boy you can really get some accelerator results makes complete sense because like you said it's people's life experiences that have them create their beliefs and create their their goals around as well so what you do as a coach is you can help instill uh, new knowledge which creates new life experiences which can help create those belief system shifts so I understand where you're coming from there and I heard heard you on uh, your podcast which is called the Marty Vids show when you interviewed uh, Justin Herald who started his business from I think it was $50 and selling t-shirts from his car and turned it into a multi-million dollar business and then sold it and I actually really enjoyed that chat between you two in terms of learning a bit about business and in there you mentioned that it feels like you've got about a six to seven year life in businesses and you know you can take them to a certain point and then you're happy and confident to take a different turn. Yeah, I'm the working class entrepreneur, Robbo. <laughs> I, I'm not the, I'm not the, you know, the twenty million, fifty million dollar, you know, bloke. Now maybe that's my next ride. But the thing I go, what I've been able to do is being able to start up businesses and grow them to that one million dollar turnover, and also turn them into award winning businesses as well, which I'm I'm most proud of. But there's some creative flair within me that just really enjoys it, and it seems to last for six to seven years for me. And I, I sort of get an internal mechanism when it's done. And I always remember there used to be this uh, show in the 80s and the 90s, The Degeneration, um, which you might know, Mick Malloy used to be in it back when they were on radio in the early days. But they would always go out on top. 
that was one thing. If they had a show on TV, inevitably the winds of change come and that's in business and that's in life. And I love to get something to a level where it's just clicking along and really doing well and everyone's successful in it. And then it's like, you know, it, it's like the time to move on. And I'm, I think maybe there's a little bit of, you know, needing to give up control to go to that next level because you have to be, from everything I know in business, to go from that 1.5 million turnover to then five to $10 million turnover, you've got to be an outstanding delegator and you've got to put people in positions that basically run the show for you. So once you get to those levels, it's a whole different ballgame. Now, I'm very good at actually delegating that in other businesses. I find that, and it sounds hypocritical, but I find that very difficult in dealing with that in my own babies. And that actually gives me an edge when I'm mentoring because I know what the guy's going through or the lady's going through. And and that's the bridge. And now I've, I've met other mentors and other business owners who have crossed that bridge. But once I learnt that, I still love that creative process in the first, you know, setup phase to growing it, to get collaborators on board and then get just get it clicking along and having your clients love the business. It's um, There's a real thrill in that creative process and I know there's business owners out there that want to scale their businesses to 50 million to 100 million, but it's not – about the money for me. The money's sort of a, it, it can be a bit of a scorecard, but it's something that just happens when you're building a great business. And people always say to me, Marty, how do I make the money? I said, wrong question, wrong question. Come in and ask yourself, how do I create a great business given what you're looking to do for your audience or for the consumer, for your client? And that that changes the game in business. You operate differently. And what you find then, you still need to have a scorecard because business is numbers as well, but that should be still separate the way you look at those numbers compared to the client journey of what they're going to experience through what you're putting together. Now, holistically, they integrate, but you should never be thinking about the monetary side when you're sitting in front of the client. That's when you're thinking about how can I best service that client? How can I exceed their expectations where possible? In this day and age, meeting expectation actually exceeds it. Most people don't. So it's it's that's the real key to taking, you know, it's just what I love. <laughs> Brilliant. And that explains why you're at the interesting point you are in your life right now, which we'll dive deeper into shortly. But before we sure. do, I just want to say, Marty Beards, welcome to your life of impact. Well, thank you for having me. And I would love to add value to your audience anywhere I can, Robo. It's a thrill. And that you will. And we were connected because of podcasting. And for all of the regular listeners to this podcast, they'll recognize your voice from episode 22 on here where I have the episode that you actually interviewed me on your podcast, the Marty Vids Show. And since then, we've stayed connected as mates and helped each other out with advice and support in a few different areas. So thank you for being there as a mate and a mentor through our podcasting journey thus far uh, when I've needed to run some things, different things by you. And as we're about to discuss, that relationship will only get stronger over a 40-day period. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the 40-40 challenge is uh, 
something I'm very passionate about. And like you said, that's uh, I'm one of I'm on that transition bridge. And one of my challenges is to build, you know, build a fantastic business outside of finance. So this is something that's both terrifying and exhilarating. And I'm looking forward to having you on the journey because I believe that uh, you're going to test yourself a little bit on this one, Robert. <laughs> I will talk about that in a sec, but just. <laughs> Tell us what is the forty forty challenge and how was it born? Uh, look, mate, I've, I've been in the corporate world for a long time, but in my early days, I did stand up comedy and you know radio. Really, I'm really a creative uh, as well. So, but the thing I found in the corporate world is everyone was saying to me things like, even when I was employed, an employee, well, like I want to start a business or I want to. I want to sing. I want to. I want to play the guitar. I want to play more tennis. I want to do yoga. I want to play golf. Like all these things that people want to do that are great things, and they're just not doing it. And I look at the world where it's at at the moment. I look. There's there's high levels of anxiety, depression, and overwhelm. And people are chasing the buck because that's how the world works. I mean, we're, we're kind of like we could get trapped in being a commodity in the system. And I go, you know what? There's there's this spark in people that they're really not giving attention to. And if I can give them that, if I can provide a forum where they can focus on something they love, passion for 40 minutes for 40 days where they choose I can't tell you what you should do. You choose what that is. You know what that is. It might be something that scares you to death, that's a red light on the dashboard. It might be something that you're curious about or you're excited about exploring, but you haven't. And that's the that's the forum I want to create so people can tap into their own remarkable. And after doing 40 days and Look, that's a minimum 40 minutes for 40 days. So there's 26 hours in something you're passionate about. Really, can you give yourself that time? You have to be able to give yourself that time. But what you're going to get in that is there's going to be really some strategic advice in regards to simple planning techniques, time management, efficiencies, a lot of fun, and a sense of community and collaboration as well. Because like I said, sometimes people will let themselves down, unfortunately, but they won't let their team down or they won't let themselves down if someone's watching. So that accountability process is really powerful in it. But And that's the thing that I found in business, even in business, that, that that's what's lacking is that self-accountability. So if you can apply that to something you're passionate about, that self-accountability self kind of once you're in the flow of it, sorts itself out because you're excited and you're hungry to do more, you're hungry to learn more. And it's, um, yeah, and, and I mean, I've done, I've done crazy things, Robbo. It started with, you know, giving up stuff. Like I started, I, when I was 40, I gave up alcohol for 40 days and I never drank again. Now, some people laugh and say, what, you gave up alcohol for 40 minutes? <laughs> you, you, you drank the other, you know, 23 hours and 20 minutes. But but that's the that's the key is like it started off giving up stuff like coffee and alcohol and something strange happened like with the alcohol, I just never had a tendency to want to drink again. And I thought that's really, that's really unique. So I wonder how much peer group pressure played in me drinking, not that I was a heavy drinker, but 
but what role did that play in the first place? And I found my confidence levels went up. I didn't need to, I didn't need to drink. So that was, yeah, that was interesting. And, and, you know, then I did things like tennis for 40 days and I went from D grade to A grade very quickly because I was getting the coaches. I got interested. I, I wanted to learn everything I could about it. Then I did yoga for 40 days, uh, you know, a session every day, just made that commitment and that focus. And, you know, I got highlighted in a national magazine because I was like, you know, I was like this, uh, you know, this, this big sort of rhinoceros trying to do yoga. And it was just a great story and people were getting into it and I was having fun with it, met a whole group of new friends. And yeah, it was fantastic. So I love to challenge, I love to be the novice in the room because it does bring out all your fears and it does bring out your all your vulnerabilities when you see people in the class like doing Cirque du Soleil moves and flipping their legs over their head and you're there going, gee, if I could just get past my knees here, that'd be tremendous. So it's like that's the that's the kind of thing. And then to see the the evolution by the 40 days of the mindset shift, the determination, the the being able to really, you know, being able to really touch not only my toes but the but the floor in front of me, I just go, it's just incredible, Robbo. And I and my wife went through it with me as well. She does the challenges with me, and I thought, this is how I learn. This is how I've learned since I started my first stand-up comedy business. Ran a venue in a What Works business course when I was seventeen. That was a forty-day course where you just focused and applied and immersed yourself in something you're excited about. And that's my point of difference. And I'm going, I think we've forgotten that. I think people are sort of, you know, in the worst case scenarios, doing what they do and not really questioning why they do it. So so I'm ultra passionate about just giving people a chance to explore what that is for them. <laughs> when I sat with you for your podcast back at the Sunshine Coast when I was back in Australia, you were midway through your 40-day yoga challenge that you just mentioned there before. I've seen that you made the National uh, Yoga Magazine. I've heard you talk about it on your podcast. But for you, what was your biggest aha moment or your biggest breakthrough with that 40-day challenge, doing yoga every day for 40 days? And so you, you'd never done yoga before that, had you? I'd never done yoga before that. So it was, I'm a ball sports guy. Yeah, so I've never, I've never done anything like that. Um, so for me, it was the integration of the physicality, the spiritual energy, whatever you relate that to. But for me, it was energy as well as physical and that, that interweaving of that in the physicality and then and then the art form itself in the end I got very interested in but what I most took out of it was there was a connection to myself that I hadn't got to that level before and that was you know and I'd explain that when you think you you know you think that you love your wife and your son totally as much and unconditionally as you ever can because that's just how you feel and then you do this and then you discover a deeper love for yourself, which sort of cracks the egg to allowing you to love even deeper. And for me, it was, and I don't mean to sound flowery because this is really impactful, but that deeper connection to myself gives me a deeper connection to other people 
and my closest people to me as well. And I go, wow, I've never, I've never got to that point before, ever. And that came through from, I heard you talking to your yoga teacher on your podcast about this and it was right at the end of your experience of the 40-day challenge with yoga that it all sort of came together. The last Shavasana, which which I call, you know, Disneyland, it's just a beautiful place to go to after you've worked out. Yeah, the last Shavasana, I had this, it was like this pull, this connectedness that was just, it, it, it it was it's hard to describe like i get very feel very vulnerable even when i talk about it because it's um it sort of it sort of allows me to get this authenticity to the world and sort of express myself from a deeper place than than i usually could and it happened on day 40 at the very end and i thought what if i only did 38 days <laughs> and i don't know the i don't know whether the significance was I'd set myself 40 days so my brain and my energy had orchestrated myself to give give myself the biggest aha moment in the last 10 minutes um, <laughs> or whether that was just destiny. You know, it was just – that's just, you know – Providence, that's how it's meant to be. Well, you mentioned there 40 days. You could take that all the way back to when you were 17 and you were in the business side of things there and all these other experiences around 40 days. But you've also got some scientific backing around the 40 days. Yeah, well, the 40 days, you're looking at changing a habit, can take anywhere between 18 to 21 days. And then to consolidate a habit, you really, you really need another 20 days to consolidate that habit. And then from there, it takes another 20 to 30 days for external people to actually recognize you for that change as well. So it's, it's, it's really, you know, it's where you want to take it at the end of the 40 days. But that transformational time does have scientific evidence because your brain will even when you're doing something you love, for some reason, that's why people always say you've got to make a commitment. You've got to make an absolute commitment to what you do with pinpoint accuracy to where you're going because your brain will be very creative and flip around a lot. So it's it's an interesting one that even when you're doing something you're really enjoying, you will still initially get a bit of a fallback. And I found that in the first probably you know, eight to 12 days and then I started to build momentum and it was like probably 19 to 20 days where 18 days was where I go, oh, I'm looking forward to going because it was a real challenge for me, that first 18 days. And 18 days was really that first time. And then I would say by 33 days, I would miss it. Like I'd really miss it. And yeah, it's it's strange how it works. I love the idea of the forty forty challenge, and I've decided to do it. The one that's kicking off in January, fifteenth of January. I also got my gorgeous fiance a voucher for Christmas, and she's going to do it. And she's super excited, by the way. So thank you for having us in the community. And that's a pleasure. Me, yeah, I'm excited, but I'm also a bit bloody scared to be honest because of the challenge that you've helped me set. So I had a couple of ideas of what I might do and then you planted a seed within me that made me think, wow, my guts actually sunk when you planted that seed with me and I thought, talk about getting outside your comfort zone and I started to look 40 days in advance and I just thought, 
I have to do it. I have to do this. So originally I thought when I was thinking about it, I thought I've always wanted to be able to do a backflip, just standing there on the ground and do a backflip. And I'm sure if I dedicated 40 minutes a day for 40 days, I could probably do it. And then you planted the seed of stand-up comedy for me. And (laughs) I'm going to need your advice and your tips and some guidance there because I have absolutely no idea about it. And like I said, talk about getting outside your comfort zone. I, I am a little bit fearful of this which which is why I know it's the right thing to choose because as I teach people as I study as I understand you've got to move towards your fears to break through them to expand your comfort zone and and to experience that so tell me what am I in for Marty what what's going to happen to me as a person through this 40 days of learning stand-up comedy well I'm tingling with excitement for you can I just tell you <laughs> Robbo because It is one of the most, like I said before, one of the most exhilarating and terrifying things you can ever do. When you die on stage, there's no worse death, I think, other than your own death. Um, When it works, it is transformational, but the process of getting there is transformational. And what we're doing is just incrementally building you up to that point. So it's, uh, yeah, because comedy really is set up and punch, set up and punch. It's, uh, you know, there, there's there's a little bit of a storyline in a few of the things and most of it comes out of natural experience. So I would say what are three really funny stories that at every family dinner or everywhere you go with your friends you always talk about? Generally, you've already got the premise for something to, to chat about. So it's just really unpacking your life at a little bit of a deeper level because comedy is all about your own experience of what makes you laugh and then sharing that with the world. And, and it is, it's, uh, it's, uh, I know my first stand up gig, it was, um, it was just people staring at me and, and not doing too much. And, uh, I was very fortunate to have, um, Jim Owen at the time, who's a great Australian stand-up comic, came up and said, you know, you performed it well, Marty. You performed it well. You're only 17. You know, the, the content will come. The material will come. And I just, I can't tell you, I just wanted the whole venue, a hole to open up and just fall into it. It was just heartbreaking. And um, But then, you know, I just, I thought, all right, what makes me laugh? I was thinking what would make the audience laugh and then I thought, all right, what, what makes me laugh? And then I started to rejig the material on that and, you know, do, yeah, stupid stuff like things that make me laugh is like extendable dog leads because I always thought what a, what a crazy idea having an extendable dog lead is because you'd be walking your dog and your dog gets run over three blocks away and you're still walking. So that's the sort of thing then <laughs> I started to, you know, I started to go, all right, what, what makes me, you know, just, just, just smile and laugh. And then, yeah, then I started to put things together from there. And that's what we're going to do, Robbo. We're going to find what are those three funny stories? We're going to find something you really dislike because generally if there's something you can't stand or an angle that you take on something, there's really good comedy in it as well. So it's, you're looking at the extremes, Instead of being vanilla in the middle here, we're looking at the extremes and then we're utilising those extremes to, to 
entertain an audience. And it is uh, – it's something – and the reason I planted the seed was – like I like your style, I like your tone of voice, and I I like your projection. And there's this nice little swagger about you in a really nice, humble way. And I think you'd be endearing to the audience. But I think we could really get to the audience with some of the work you could do, some some of your finest, and it will change your life. I guarantee you. Once you once you have completed that, regardless of what happens, it's not about you know, then booking your HBO special for an hour. It might happen. <laughs> it might happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to discount it either. But but the thing is to go through the process of something incredible that when you look back and you go, I have to admit my guts were stirring and you come out the other side, it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, I can talk from experience that it's, it is absolutely exhilarating, mate. And I am, I am tingling. I'm sitting here tingling at the prospect of, um, you know, just, just giving you a mineral water or something sterner if you need it once you come off stage. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I die that death on stage and someone like Jim Owen comes and just sort of gives me that, oh, you did all right, kid, sort of pat on the back, then I might need something a little bit sterner. But to be honest, <laughs> like you said, the whole experience of those 40 days leading into it and the whole thing about learning something new, getting right outside my comfort zone, that's what I'm really looking forward to. What's actually unclear to me at the moment that you and I I haven't spoken about is what does it look like at the end? Am I doing? I think it's a ten-minute stand-up uh, comedy show. Is that right? And when I say show, it might just be a couple of friends who want to come and see me die that death. Or what do you have in store for me? Yeah, I think um, depending on where you're at, depending if you're going to be in Sydney or Queensland. But if you're in Queensland, I have a few contacts around the Gold Coast area that um, would love to have you. Uh, perform in front of a live audience at an actual comedy night. So it's um, <laughs> something something we could talk about a little bit more. And I'm coming. I'm gonna I'm gonna be there. I guarantee. And and uh, I I would not miss it for the world. Well, I'm I'm really looking forward to this experience. And I probably shouldn't even say this, but I will be in Queensland. So that means that a live audience might actually be receiving this. 40, the end of this 40-day challenge. Who knows what it's going to look like? <laughs> and we're and, definitely we're going we're going to video it as well because I think your audience need to see it regardless of what happens because you're talking about here the I mean real real courage. I mean outside of wars and like real real dangerous stuff, this is probably the most mental courage that. Um, you know, you you really need in this type of in this type of art form. So it's um yeah, and like I said, the, the holistic benefits across many different areas in your life. I know what it did for me as a seventeen year old, and you know, it just changed the game because all of a sudden I looked at things in a different perspective. It was it was just you know I, I would I would just think think when people said you know. Th- can you smell the scent of that perfume? I'd be thinking, is the S or the C silent? You know, that's how your brain works. It's <laughs> like you're looking for 
you're looking for things in a different way all of a sudden. It gives you a shift your perspective. It, it really does, and it's a it's a wonderful perspective. It certainly brings a lot of lightness to your life, but also to your business because you still have to plan. Um, you have to ensure your practice is set, and you know you you really you go through all the things in creating a new business in stand up. So it's um, yeah, including risk. You know, how much is too much risk? Yeah, there's never enough in comedy. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really interesting way to put it, actually. I like how you say courage because I like to explore and teach people and expose people to the difference between courage and confidence. And I think about I'm really confident to speak in front of people. I'm really confident to do my – I do a lot of presentations and speaking gigs. I'm confident to engage with people on the podcast. I have confidence in that area, but obviously – I've never, ever actually done anything like stand-up comedy, so I have no confidence there whatsoever, and I know that confidence comes from after courage because we have to have the courage to take steps towards, and the more we do things and the more we get better at it, the more we experience certain things, that's what creates our confidence. I think you're right, Rob, totally. You've got to have the experience to actually, you can work off the foundation that you've got because you've got some fantastic resources across the board and you can apply them to approaching comedy. But again, it's it's just a mind dump of watching other comedians, seeing what they do, seeing what works for you, what doesn't, and and picking the the ripe fruit from from what the world has to offer and turning it into your own tree of different fruits. And that's the beautiful thing about comedy is yes you can draw on your abilities that are already there i mean i already know that you said to me you can jump over a wheelie bin in my head that is the opening of the act (laughs) you know that to me i'm going now that you know, I don't know how we're going to work at it, well, I, but it has to be the start. I, I go, there's something uniquely comical about that that would be totally unexpected. So, you know, there'll be there'll be a line that we can put to it. Most people take the bins out like this. <laughs> yeah. So it's like we're already working a tapestry, but there's something in regards to that that it, it that out of your own experiences that you can draw upon that really transcends the audience to another level and and what you said about it working towards a goal is important but the experience of having things see i work in reverse i go i have the experience and then i find the relevancy in the experience i have and then i create the plan so sometimes i always thought i was backwards in that i always thought gee i really should be able to read a book and do the seven steps to this and and be better for it But I was always one that would have to have the experience and then I would almost backtrack the steps based on the relevancy and the enjoyment I had. And I was speaking to um, an actor, uh, Lawrence Coy, who's a great Australian actor, and he he trains speakers as well. And he said, yeah, that's how you actually learn. You learn through experience and then you set foundations through that experience and he goes, how do you have a 29-step process from taking a client to first meeting them to do it for settling their loan? And he goes, did that exist when you started? I said, no, because I was writing loans and then I realized there were efficiency points based on what the clients were telling me. So I created a process based upon 
based upon the experience. Now, it so happens that that process is duplicatable, but never to the same degree as for me because I had the initial experience. So someone could get a 70% upside, which is massive, you know, still massive compared to where someone's at. But what's really important is to take that person's experience, find their relevancy in the experience and create a blueprint from them. That's gold. You know, that is, that's mastery at a whole different level. And I used to feel guilt about that, Robbo, for years. I used to feel, and I don't know why, I just go, I just can't learn like other people. Why can't I learn like other people? I had my own unique style, but then I realized, oh, my goodness, that's the difference. The very thing I was worried about is the very thing that people were finding difficulty difficulty in tapping into, and it's a game changer. And that's what I want people to experience. I can give them the platform. I can give them the guidance, but they'll be finding, they'll be making the call to that mentor. They'll be, they'll be watching two people they're inspired by. They'll be making those choices, and that'll be coming from them. And, you know, we're just, we're just guiding them, but they already know a lot of the, the answers for themselves. They're just a lot of the times not doing it. So it's, um, it's a really powerful model. So I'm really excited about it and I can't <laughs> wait till you do it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's this brilliant like what, what you've all said there. And I, I agree. And that's why I love being a coach and a mentor because I believe that people actually have all the quote unquote answers within them. It's just a matter of helping them find those and guiding them and teaching them new things and new habits and new strategies and you talk about the importance of mentors and them helping us leverage our experience for everything in life but also for this uh, 40-day challenge in particular. How are you building your community support in this area? And when I say community, elaborate a little bit to let everyone know about the community that you're building around the 40-day challenge too. Yeah, well, the community, and, and we're in infancy stage, right? This is the first pilot of the 4040 challenge. So the concept is for people to come and have the experience of it. I've got it all mapped out uh, on how people can have the experience. But again, to, and this is, again, a lot of, a lot of marketers want to get out there and get a lot of people on the on the email list, and I get it. There's a conversion of around 3%, and I get that model, but I don't really understand it coming from where I come from. So for me, in order to scale a business, you've always got to do those things that don't scale. And what I mean by that is having one-on-one -on -one conversations with everyone in your community because once you understand people's motivations and once you've got that connection with people, then they become a part of that business. And that's what people don't realize. Our clients were always in the finance business, our best salespeople, because we looked after them. We got to know them over 10, 15 years. And that's the thing. And even at this stage in the business, you know, it's about getting to know people at a whole different level. It's about supporting them through their challenges and it's also about celebrating their victories. And when I mean victories, I mean that 1% shift where they have an aha moment on the day. And, and that's, to me, like, like absolute gold. Then you've got more the group collaboration aspect of in the forum, every day when someone does their activity, they post a pic of themselves or a short 15-second video of them doing the activity they love 
for the day because what I want for them is to have evidence to look back over time and be able to see the journey. You know how Facebook sometimes brings up those three-year memories? Yeah, that's what I want for them in the 40 days is for them to be able to look back and go, wow, I was scared on day four here and look what I did. What would I have usually done in that circumstance? I also love the idea that there are people within the group that can support each other in different ways that we don't even know about yet. So it might be that someone wants to learn guitar and there's two other people that want to learn guitar and one of them happens to know someone that's going to add to those three people. So there's going to be really... You know, it, I call it the six degrees of collaboration <laughs> because, again, you just don't know what doors open but who you will meet in the forum that will help support you in the journey as well. So that's what I'm excited about. The goal is the 40 days. That's the goal to do this in 40 days. Now, I always set an outcome because you need you need to have a light on where you want to go, but I don't want that to be the pressure point either. I want people to have the experience, the raw experience of finding out how much they can learn in what they love to do. And the outcome is more just to have something to be aiming at because if you don't, then you know you could be firing off in different directions. But that's how I see community. And then how I see it is it becomes a movement where people see other people doing cool stuff and having these transformative experience on such what seems a simple concept on the surface, yet behind the scenes it's uh, it, it's complex, but we're simplifying it. And then someone else is inspired to take up golf for 40 days or to have that career change that they've always wanted to do or they start a business or they dance with their partner for 40 days in a row or they go to a re- they go to an eatery every night with their partner to reconnect on a whole different level whatever it is whatever it is it is the person's choice we're just there to support that rather than saying this is what you should do where they're going come on let's do it and that's the difference. I love how you describe that the 40-40 challenge is an opportunity for people to choose themselves and like you just spoke about. From your coaching perspective, in and out of business coaching and just in life in general, why do you think as a society that people tend to struggle to choose and value themselves as much as they could and should? Yeah, fantastic question. I think... The first thing that springs to mind is, well, couple, there's, there's probably a couple of things here. First of all, I think that they they just don't think they're good enough. Like that That's like a lot of us get, as we know, very comfortable and they get into the flow of life as it is and um, they never ask themselves that question out of school into their careers and sometimes they get 20, 30 years down the road and go, oh, my goodness, and then the midlife crisis hits. So I think that's that's one of them. The other thing is I think people are just overwhelmed and busy again and I think that links into the other one and sometimes they just don't know where to start. It's like so much going on in the world that they they just don't know where to start, Robbo. And I, I want to provide them with a place to start. And that's um, but I think that that not good enough or or placing themselves first. There's a little bit of Aussie guilt in putting themselves first. Or yeah, I, I think that's a big one as well. Going, who am I to put myself first when I got 
you know, some people have got families to run and, you know, other people are looking after families or in relationships or are very busy with their businesses and they forget about themselves. I know a lot of business owners that are under extreme anxiety because they have no outlet. They're 24-7. And, um, but who am I to put myself first? And that's the thing. It's, um, that, that's why I want them to choose themselves just, just for 40 minutes. It can be more. You can do more than 40. That's okay if you get excited. I'm happy with that. But, but as a minimum, 40. That'll do. And then, um, yeah, and then I, you know, just reconnecting themselves to themselves. And then they'll start to notice the holistic benefits across the board in their business, in their relationships, and in their overall happiness as well. Because I've seen a lot of people that unfortunately are, are dead inside at the age of, you know, 40. And, you know, the music's in them, but. They're just tiptoeing safely to the grave. And this is a great life. We're living in the best time that we could ever live in the world. And and time is short. Time is short. No matter how long we live, it's short because this is it. This is it. It's like we don't get it back. We, we have today. That's what we have. And that's spectacular. So to have that day, 40 days doing what you love, yeah, just something, something to be really appreciated. And what's your, you mentioned there that it's in its infancy. I'm proud to be in the first round of this. I know it's going to take off, but what's your visions for this? Your big audacious goals or your bigger visions down the track? Well, I would love, I would love to impact a million people doing the challenge. And I would love to have challenge mentors. So I could, I can actually give you a framework of the picture I can see. I can see challenge mentors, like it might be 40 days um, for guitar or 40 days for health and wellness. It might be, so I can see challenge mentors. I can see mastermind groups around that, that people want to pay it forward and build careers within the mentorship. And I, I can just see, I can just see a nice, real fluid business and interviewing people that have done the challenge on the podcast to really, because again, I interview remarkable people on the Marty Vid show and they have amazing mentors and have done incredible things in their lives, but they have this unique tapestry where they've made a choice to choose themselves and really put in the work to doing something they love to do. Very rarely do I ever see someone do extremely well without having a real passion and determination for what they love. And, um, and that's what, by highlighting everyday people going through, because I think everyone's extraordinary, we just sometimes have to unlock it. So it's it's like giving them that chance. They can be the star of their own show. You know, if they want to be interviewed, I'd love to interview them at the end of the challenge. I'd love to come back in a year and interview them to see how they're going and what impacts long-term that's made. So I can see this, um, you know, and then there can be people – you know, could they could win? Uh, they could go into the winners' circle and do four challenges a year and win the grand slam. So I can see all these images that are coming to me, but the first step is to do the first forty days. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it. I've done it. I know how it runs. I've done it all my life. So I go. But now the pilot is coming back to what's the first step because the vision's exciting, but it's 
off on tangents because that's the beautiful big picture. But now it comes back to the reality of what I can do today and what we're going to do for the next day and the next day and the next day on the 40-day challenge. Well, when you're looking for me in a year's time to interview me to see how it's impacted my life, you're going to have to find me on tour somewhere because I have no doubt I'll be signing deals with uh, and doing touring with Jim Owen and those kind of comedians after my stand-up comedy show. <laughs> you just, you just... Never know. <laughs> you just, just because the thing is, the thing is, it could take your 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 usual public speaking to a whole different level because you don't have to be funny, but you'll be naturally funnier. You'll you'll pick up a lightheartedness through it that just adds so much value. So you just don't know what comes out of doing something so incredible. So I think uh I'm really looking forward to it, mate. Absolutely. Now, we could chat about this all day and uh, I'm, I'm all about action and I ask all my guests this question to help myself and also my community and all the listeners implement something helpful into their lives after these kind of chats. So, Marty, what's your advice on what specific action our listeners can take today to become more impactful in their lives and in their communities? Yeah, I would say three actionable steps each day and and what I mean by that in whatever you're doing whatever you're doing because your community will benefit out of you getting the fullest expression of yourself but those three actionable steps just in your day puts you so far ahead of the pack it's incredible we get so busy and we don't do simple planning and execution so just Tomorrow, write down three steps you want to accomplish for the day. And hey, if you do the three steps and you're done by nine o'clock, add a couple more. Brilliant. Before we dive into the final question, as you know, giving is one of my top core values and I give all my guests something for coming onto the show and giving your time and your value. And what I have for you, Marty, is actually myself. And I'm not talking oh, no. about <laughs> gifting myself to you personally, but to <laughs> to your 4040 program as a mentor. We spoke about it there before, and I understand the power of mentors. And I want to provide myself, uh, although I'll be one of the uh, participants in your program, I also want to provide myself as a mentor for for another one of your participants if they're in search of someone that provides the skills that I have. So whether that's for physical health, mental health, podcasting, performance therapy or whatever it might be oh that's just so generous my friend i really appreciate that and uh like i said i we we know in some capacity we'll be connected uh just based on our own demeanors and, and what we love about life so uh, that just uh yeah that means the world to me pal so thank you so much absolutely i'm looking forward to being that mentor too to watch people transform their lives as you've mentioned now two-part question where can our listeners learn more about you so your website your podcast, those kind of things, and how can I and the listeners help you on your journey? Yeah, you can go to two websites. My podcast is the Marty Vid Show, vids.com.au, and the 4040 Challenge is www.40-40.com, and I would just, to help me, just understand that, uh, you know, this, this life is is incredible and so often we let life get in the way of really living so the best thing you can do for me is go out there and i'm emotional when i say it but i just live your live your best life take a chance because 
you only get this time. You only get this time. And and I want to see you doing what you love to do and you just don't know what comes out of that. And go on an adventure. Go and explore it. You know, give yourself that chance because you'll find something there that will change the game for you. And once you find it, you know, it could be a little spark that keeps coming back to you over the years, you know, and you keep shoving it to the side. It comes back. If you make a commitment to light that spark, you will find um, you'll find great riches. And I don't mean that just monetary. I mean that in um, your, your happiness, your satisfaction, your contentedness, your gratefulness, and you'll, you'll just feel so grateful for doing what you love. And I love business. I love people. I love humor. You know, it's a great Holistically. world. Go for it. So I used to ask the fast five questions here, but I've changed the format because, and you and I have <laughs> spoken about uh, mentoring quite a bit in this chat. And I'm really intrigued by who people learn from and or who they would want to learn from. So if you could ask just one question to any mentor of yours in the world, who would it be and what would you ask? And it doesn't have to be a mentor that you do have currently or that you have had. It could be someone that you do want. It would be Robin Williams, and my question would be: Is can I go on tour with you for a year? <laughs> and and because he's dead now, I have to ask you that, Robbo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you now: you can come on tour with me for a year, but I'm not sure that it's going to be a comedy tour. <laughs> Look, I love Robin Williams, and I would have given anything to do that. That would have been. Like I, I was so sad when he passed on because that uh, he was my hero growing up and uh, yeah so just just uh, but he gave me so much I wish I could have been there you know I wish I could have been there for him so it's uh, he's a just a remarkable person to give that much light but just to experience that much pain uh, it's uh, it's just uh, I was inconsolable that day it was bizarre yeah well said there's a lot to be learned from the life and death of Robin Williams actually it's a very sad ending to a very interesting life yeah absolutely absolutely and we can learn a lot from it actually what not to do and what to do too exactly marty vids you're a legend you're a humble genuine and curious leader with a powerful tool belt to help support your communities keep shining your 4040 light to the world my man well thank you my friend i'm just gonna step out and start practicing to jump that wheelie bid my friend and uh (laughs) I'll probably end up in it. (laughs) Well, make sure you deck the 15-second videos like we're expected to do for the 4040 community because I want you to reflect on falling in the wheelie bin. (laughs) I will. I will. All right, pal. Appreciate your time. I really enjoyed it. Thanks again. Right. Stand-up comedy in front of a live audience. Challenge accepted and fear felt. (laughs) That's how I know it's the right choice, the fact that I'm a little bit afraid of it and knowing that we need to move towards our fears. I know it's going to be fun and I'm really intrigued to see what I'll personally learn from this experience. So stay tuned and follow the journey on Facebook and Instagram on at Life for Excellence. And I promise to keep regular updates along the way. And like Marty said, it'll be filmed. And as promised, one of you guys will win a free golden ticket into the 4040 Challenge that's kicking off January 15th. And here's what you need to do. 
Take a photo of you listening to this podcast episode or a screenshot of this episode on your phone or computer. Post it on your Facebook page and tag the 4040 Challenge and at Life for Excellence and I'll spell those tags out for you shortly. And just put a few words or a sentence about you wanting to be a part of the 4040 Challenge. And it'll simply be the first person who does this and tags us both that will win the ticket. So if you're listening to this episode and think, nah, someone would have already done it, that's not necessarily the case and maybe everyone is thinking that and therefore it hasn't happened yet. So jump onto your Facebook and do it now. Join me, join Marty, join the rest of the community and their desire to improve an aspect of their lives in a fun and supportive way. So you'll need to tag at Life for Excellence, that's at L-I-F-E. F-O-R-X-L-N-S and also at 4040 Challenge Marty Vid. So that's 4040 Challenge Marty Vids. As you type in at 4040 Challenge, it'll pop up there. So these tags are also in the show notes of this episode so you can copy and paste them. And remember, if you like this episode and know someone who will benefit from it, please share it with them and let's grow this community together. And as always, remember, this is your life journey, your life of impact.